Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 173. This is the official Marvel podcast of all news, new releases, action, adventure, and recording in odd places. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Marvel.com senior editor Ben Morse, and as Ryan alluded to, we are not in our new, new, normal recording normal? space. Not in our new normal. normal recording space, or even our semi-normal recording space. We are in... And an undisclosed location, but what I will say is that we are on one side of a desk, um, like how you would do a job interview, but the chair opposite us is empty. Yep. So it's a very bizarre setting, and we're looking around at a lot of cool, like, knickknacks and stuff. We're in somebody's office. I like the thought that there's a threat. Yeah. Like, the empty chair is like a threat. It's an to imminent g- threat. To let us, you know... Get stuff done quicker, and hopefully you guys can hear the sirens yep. uh, because we're in uh, an area with a window close yep. by, and the sights and sounds of New York City are right that o- is out a there. Genuine New York City, maybe police siren, maybe it's a fire engine. Who knows? And All of, of the above. Always stuff going on in NYC, but yeah, we are here. We are bringing it to you. We are working for the weekend. Like always, we got a lot of comics to talk about. If you guys are listening to us on iTunes, please rate us. Please review us. Please subscribe to our feed. That helps us out. Helps uh, get us back into the favored nation of iTunes <laughs> awesomeness. Uh, if you're not using you know, an iDevice, uh, I know I was helping someone find the show. Um, I use Pocket Casts on Android. Um, there's also Beyond Pod, which has the show, and, um, there's another one. I know, um, Stitcher does not, which is, uh, so if you're using Stitcher, uh, it's not on there right now. I don't have an ETA, so. Complain to them. Yeah. I love Pocket Casts, so thumbs up to that. Yeah. But, yeah, we got a lot to cover this week. We got news. We got your questions and comments. We'll throw over to the West Coast at some point. But first, as always, we begin with the comics on sale this very week. Ryan, what did we read? All right. First up, we have all-new Captain America number four. Um, This is, uh, you know, as the the cover will let you uh, surmise, it's Cap versus um, Cobra Cobra and Armadillo. 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 What a team. Love Armadillo. Yeah. He's awesome. What a tremendous tag team. Classic big man, little man tag team. Yeah. Here. There's something to be said about the big men right now, mm-hmm. like the big uh, bruiser villain dudes yep. who are having like an interesting moment because you got Armadillo in here. Yeah. And you've got Grizzly mm-hmm. over in Ant-Man. I want to see more of this yeah. because Armadillo, I've thought he made a really great splash this issue sure did it was you really can tell cool. remender likes armadillo you can tell when rick has his pet characters yeah. armadillo is a cool one and i hope i hope we see more of him i'm gonna mm-hmm. say that right now uh great misty moments we've got viper all kinds of crazy stuff as uh zemo's plans are starting to really 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 come together i mean he's seemingly already murdered nomad yep uh he's planning on uh sterilizing everyone except like Probably like a few hundred thou- or a few, few thousand Nazis. people. Yeah. You know, he's just, he's, he's got his Nazis. They're going to be good. Uh, the rest of the folk, nope. He's, he's planning on doing that using an inhuman and blood and bugs and it's disgusting. It's all gross. Blech. And Cap has to fight his way to save the day. And, um, you know, it's a recommender book. So there's a lot of Rick pain. for bumping uh, Zemo up because Zemo is a great villain who will often get lost in the shuffle. I think he's he's kind of like Cap's 1A villain behind Red Skull, 
and he gets forgotten a lot. It's just like Red Skull, Red Skull, Red Skull, Red Skull. Zemo's a great villain. There's a lot to him, so kudos to Rick for remembering all that. Keeping on the cap tack, we got all-new Captain America Fear Him, number three, written by Dennis Hopeless with Rick Remender, art by Matteo and, or no, Mastin Jaffo. Did the initial Infinite comic version of this uh, with Simon Kradransky. This continues uh, a simpler time when Nomad was still alive, and him and Cap were adventuring in the sewers under New York City, fighting the Scarecrow, fighting all sorts of birds, Captain America trying to deal with his fears, Nomad. You get to know a little bit more about Nomad. Kind of the cool thing about Nomad is we really, as adult Ian, haven't seen a whole lot of him. He kind of like came back on the scene, and we just see little bits of him fighting and being scrappy and all that, but a little more to his personality here. The art's great. Uh, Infinite format translates nice to print and a nice shot of the early days of Sam Wilson as Captain America. Over in Avengers World number 17, uh, this is before time runs out. It's a look back uh, to the days in between the present Marvel Universe and the Time Runs out verse. I mean, we've all, we've been in that whole before time runs out period because yep. time hasn't run out yet. So no. technically it's all before time runs right. out. Right, but it, this is kind of, all right. So when, when time began to run out in Avengers, in New Avengers, we jumped forward. I mean, if you want to think about it, though, time has time always is, been running out. Time has always been running out, out since I mean, time began. Think about it like that. Yeah. Blow your mind. It's been burning since we were turning. Exactly. You know, that whole deal. We didn't start the fire. No. I mean, I'll never admit to it. Um, but... When Avengers and New Avengers jumped forward, we had a lot of new stuff, a lot of new status quos, and Avengers World is going to look back and see how some of those came to be, beginning this issue, number 17, written by Frank Barbieri and art by Marco Cicchetto, which shows us what happened with Smasher and Cannonball, how they came to be living with the Shi'ar, how they came to be with Child. Um, it's a great issue. Well, do, you, do we need to tell people how one... Um creates a child. I mean, I'm not going to go into the full thing here. That I think okay. there's an AR app. Yeah, probably. That, no, there's <laughs> not an AR on this one. There should be. There should be like a link to like... Uh, How is Babby made? Yeah, like Brevoort, giving the birds and the bees <laughs> talk. Um, but yeah, this... I really like this issue. Uh, Frank Frank Barberi nailed it for me. It's, 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 it's a love story. It is... Smasher getting recalled into the Imperial Guard. Being well, first of all, she finds out she's pregnant, and then immediately is told, "Hey, the other Smasher's dead. We need you up in Shi'ar space. Let's go." And oh, you have a seed in you. Yeah, great. Which they refer to as the seed the whole time. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Great Shi'ar warrior. Come coming up on that." <laughs> um, but yeah, she's just like, "Ah, I have to fulfill my duty. I'm kind of freaking out. Whatever." So, cut to Cannonball having a good old fashioned Guthrie family dinner where they're supposed to meet Smasher for the first time. And Sunspot's there, because why not? There's so many Guthrie kids. So many I don't Guthrie's. even know who is in that scene. Um, not the the one with the angel wings, because he's dead. He's dead. And Husk wasn't there. So yeah, those she's the sort two. of like... So those are the two I know. Yeah. Um, and then it's all the other ones. I know Melody. Are they all group. mutants? There, It was like, there was a time when none of them were mutants, except for Cannonball. And then, like, every time they made an appearance, you'd find out, like, two more had manifested mutant powers. So, like, whatever minds Papa Guthrie worked in was clearly <laughs> just, like, teeming with radiation. But you hey, do... Mama Guthrie could have been in those minds as well. No, she was definitely not. It's been established in canon that he worked the mines and oh. died there. Okay. And she was staying home raising the kids. Okay. This isn't political correctness or anything. This is just... 80s comics, <laughs> all right? This is just the way it is. Um, 
But no, I was going to talk about Mama Guthrie because I love Mama Guthrie. Every time she's ever shown up in comedy, she's great. She's just like the nurturing, but like, mm, boy, I'm going to tell you what to do. Like, raised like 20 kids on her own because her husband died years ago. So Sam's at dinner with Sunspot, and they're waiting for Smash to show up. He gets a, a holographic message basically saying like, hey, I've got to leave Earth. Uh, it's been nice. And Sam... It's about to be like, yeah, I guess she, sh- I guess I should just let her be. And then Mama Guthrie's like, boy, if you love that girl, you go and get her. And so he goes and gets her. And the way he does it is great. He, we get to get appearance by some of the X Men. He calls in some favors. The Star Jammers are in this issue, and they're tremendous. But it's all about Cannonball basically flying across the universe to prove to Smasher, like, I love you, and I'm in this with you. And this great emotional moment where he finds out that she's pregnant and Smasher to her credit because she's such an awesome character is like I'm not going to let you go and prove how great you are we're going to go do it together and it's just all about them being a team a great couple it's one of the best pairings in the last few years I love it um, made me love these characters even more I've loved Cannonball since I was a kid he's always been one of my favorite X-Men I think Smasher is one of the best new characters in a while oh yeah Chetto kills it on art Barry tells a really heartwarming story that ties into all this bigger stuff but really is just this kind of nice slice of life one and done beautiful character story they need to cableize the kid throw it into Mm. the future so it can come back with all whatever awesome powers it's gonna have yeah they should absolutely every kid in the marvel universe yeah cable i don't want to see them as children that that does nothing for me no little babies what's the point disgusting all right black widow number 15 by nate edmondson and phil noto um this is you know like Natasha has been dealing with chaos for a while. The the terroristy type they're shadow ter- organization. They to be terrorists. Yeah, I don't know what the pure definition of terrorist is, but they're not they're not nice people. Uh, they're called a mysterious and destructive organization whose reach seems infinite. Mm, okay, uh, which I think is fair. Uh, here she's you know like whittled down all her uh, leads. She's gotten to a point where she she's finally getting on the attack, and boom, she gets. Basically punched in the face by someone wearing an invisible suit, but there's like a fight where she's totally out. It's not even that she's outclassed; she's like has to fight something she cannot see. Well, there's also a bunch of them. Uh, she's outnumbered. To, yes, she's outnumbered by a bunch of them. Luckily, she has a little bit of help in the form of. Uh, oh, it made me so happy. Yeah. Speaking of Marvel couples, whom I love. Yes. Good old Bucky Barnes yeah. comes in, saves the day. Kind of. I do like the idea, too, that he's been watching her this entire yeah. time and just waiting for the right moment to be like, oh, hey. And every time he's like, hey, she's like, no, we got to do it. Up, and he's up. like, damn it. Well, because it's, uh, it's, it's, if you're just reading this and you're just like, oh, that's her personality, great. But if you read Winter Soldier and know their dynamic and that he remembers that they were in love, but she doesn't, it just like oh, adds a whole other oh, layer. Oh, forgot about that. Uh, for I'm me, dead. I was just like, oh, no, Natasha, remember that I'm you love dead. this guy. I'm that was dead. so hard. Yeah. Oh, that makes this so right? much bigger. It totally changes the how you read the story. Uh, but you don't need it, no. but it definitely adds yeah. something. Um, but, you know, as is the way with this book, everything sort of goes pear-shaped. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some interesting developments right at the end. Next is Captain America and the Mighty Avengers number 5 by Al Ewing and Ivan Coelho. Ivan Coelho is everywhere. Yeah. he's he's. Are we, I mean, are we sure it's a he, first of all? Uh, he or she? He or she is omnipresent in terms of helping out Marvel when we need an artist. Yeah. And just 
great chameleon and look. killing it. Yep. Uh, really great stuff. We we open up to Blue Marvel being super cool science weirdness, mm. which I love. I'd like a Blue Marvel solo book. I need. I think that's a little overdue. I need a Blue Marvel solo book. Yeah. So good. Um, and then you know he comes back and it's. I like Spidey in the lab coat. Spidey in a lab coat. No real need for really it. Really great. And yep. I you know I, I like that Blue Marvel is like yeah you're. You're a pretty smart dude, mm-hmm. uh, you know. It's like yeah, I've noticed. Yeah, you're you're you got something going on. Uh, really cool way to you know like introduce this whole different series of powers that uh, Spectrum yeah. kind of has and could have, uh, which I think is great. Really interesting. I hope we get to see more of that and how she explores using those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get to see Blue Marvel's son, one of Blue Marvel's sons. This yeah. whole thing. Cut over to Jason Quantrell, the CEO of Cortex Incorporated, who bought the rights to the Mighty Avengers name. Yeah, I mean, that was what happened, right? It was really weird. Yeah, it was, yeah. Luke Luke, Cage wasn't in his right mind. When Luke was inverted, he gave him the rights. Uh, And he's, you know, chatting with Luke and Jessica, and um, there's some hints about things being dropped throughout this issue. Uh, Shoot over to uh, White Tiger and Power Man, who I just love that. Mm-hmm. This is another couple another I'm couple. super into. Really, really just great. Just in time for right after Valentine's Day. All these great Marvel <laughs> couples. Uh, lots of violence happening throughout this issue. Lots of cool stuff. Interesting things. But really, the biggest thing for me was the last page. And yeah. there, was, there was a little bit of a hint there. The last page, I jumped mm-hmm. out of my... Off my couch, and I was like, oh, my God, I lost it. Last thing I was expecting, to be sure. (laughs) Yep, and it's the greatest thing. Uh, And, like, even this this splash page looks like it could be pulled from what it's referencing. Yeah. I'm not going to give it away because it is so incredible and it's so just amazing. You guys have to read it, and we'll we'll get into more of it in the coming weeks, I'm sure. Weeks, months, years. Oh, my God. You're excited. My God. Good on Al Ewing for tugging at that string. Oh. I wasn't sure um, because I'm not as familiar with that particular work as you. I mean, I don't know how familiar I can be. I read it, so I guess I know it. But I was like, <laughs> oh, is this just the same name or is this full on? Come but on. Based on your reaction, yeah. It, if it is. I mean, it, it's also. If it's not, that's a cruel tease. Yes, agreed. But also. Well, the, the other thing is, Monica's in the book. Yes. Also. Um, oh, is there a little thing in the oh I thought the editor would have been Nick, but it's not. No. Mm. Mm. We'll see. Mm. Anyway, super Death cool. Deathlock, number five, written by Nathan Edmondson, art by Mike Perkins. It's probably my favorite issue of Deathlock so far. Um, and it features very little Deathlock. Uh, <laughs> not a knock on the character, but it's just kind of cool that Deathlock has been shot by Domino. And it's a race now between a number of people, uh, his daughter, the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who's trying to figure out what's going on with him, and then his handlers, because he's basically he's in the hospital, they're going to find out who he is and what's going on. Obviously, his handlers don't want that, so they're trying to extract him. His daughter is trying to figure out what's up with her dad. The S.H.I.E.L.D. agent is trying to get a hold of him because she, if she can, she can prove like what's going on. And so it's, it's a three-way race to try to get to this guy. The results are pretty grisly. And then at the end of the issue, uh, something happens which I think all of us have been kind of if you've been reading this book, you've been waiting for it to happen since the book started, and now it's going to completely flip the dynamic of what's going on. Mike Perkins, just unconscious on art. Unconscious? 
unconscious. Like he's he's not even conscious. He's that good. He's just <laughs> doing this in his sleep. I like it. Amazing. Iron Fist, the living weapon number nine. Danny Rand in his dope new costume, written and drawn by Care Andrews, heading back to New York, trying to beat the uh, Seal Serpent and all the other baddies who are working on him. Uh, we get some revelations about Fu, which I love. I, I was like, what? Because I don't know. Uh, this book is so trippy. It's like the sixth sense. It's very. It's such a Carrie Andrews book where it's very trippy. It's like, is he telling the truth? Is he not telling the truth? And then the questions raised of who the one is, what happened with Danny's father, the use of all these like crazy ninja hordes. It's like there's all this trippy, mind-bendy stuff going on while Carrie Andrews also just draws these great double-page panels of big fights with Danny and his new companion. I love when she punches... Uh, Davos right in the face. Uh. Davos at his jerkiest here. The use of colors, everything. It's a beautiful piece. It's really, Kerr has talked a lot in interviews. Kerr, Kari? I always say Kari. Kari has talked a lot in interviews that he's done with us and with other people just about how like it was very important to him to write, draw, do everything on this book because it's just his creative vision. And it really is like, uh, it's this total reinvention of the Iron Fist mythos using everything that's come before from the original stuff to the immortal Iron Fist stuff and just throwing everything into question but in a way that makes total sense. None of it's like, mm, well, you have to kind of imagine this didn't happen for that to happen. It's like, this could all this could all be a lie mm. or this could all be what's really true after everything. So, yeah. very, very cool. Yep. All right, time for some Black Vortex action with Legendary Star-Lord, number nine. This is chapter three of Black Vortex by our boy Sammy Humphreys with art by Paco Medina, Juan Velasco, and David Curiel. Uh, so, all right, now we've got Beast and uh, Gamora souped up. They've mm -hmm. submitted their wills to the Black Vortex, yep. and they, they are large and in charge. Yes. Um, the thing I there's a thing with the Black Vortex. Another character submits to it. Mm -hmm. Several other characters are sort of like on the edge maybe, and thinking maybe about not. it. Yeah. But there's a rationale to their thinking. Yep. To you know, okay, it's like their eyes are open to something that the rest of the characters cannot see, and it's it's you can see that argument. It's like Look, I I know this thing. You cannot see this. You, if I can show you this thing, you will agree with me. But there's like this big argument, which I think is really cool. It's not just like, oh, look, they're super powered and they're dicks. So yeah. great. It's there's more to it, which I think is really really helpful for furthering this story. But as you would imagine, tensions are heated. There's a lot of business going on, and. Uh, Characters divide, and things go one way when you don't expect them to. Mm -hmm. And uh, on the other side of that, you've got Thane and Mr. Knife uh, sort of getting a little... There's a little bit of tension there as well. Uh, but he is looking for the... Mr. Knife is looking for the Black Vortex. He's yep. looking for his son. He's looking for basically vengeance. He wants to blow stuff up, and he may get the chance by the end of this issue. Um, I, I'm really interested to see where the hell some of these characters are going to go in this story after this point. Absolutely. Yeah. Loki, Agent of Asgard, question mark. It's the title of this book. <laughs> Number 11, written by Al Ewing, having a busy week. Art by Lee Garbet. Last issue, Loki spilled the beans to Thor, former Thor, Odin's son, about what he did to kid Loki. And now everyone knows 
he has been brought to Asgard, where they sit in judgment of him. This is basically the issue of everyone just hating Loki. Um, the other Asgardians get mad at him. Then Freyja gets mad at him. Sith gets mad at him. Odin kind of tries to give him some tough love. He gets shunted around from dimension to dimension, and it's just sad. It's like, I don't know, man. I'm split because on the one hand, I feel bad for Teen Loki. Um, he seems like a decent guy, but on the other hand, like all the things are saying, like, yeah, man, Kid Loki was awesome. He flat up killed him, and it's it's hard to like. It's hard to see his rationale where he's just like, uh, like he doesn't really give a good reason for why he did it. He more just keeps trying to like spin and spin and be like, but I'm good now and I'm doing good. Like I did this really bad thing, but I'm doing good stuff now. And then the heartbreaker stuff is that King Loki, the bad Loki shows up um, when our Loki is trying to reconcile with Verity Willis. And first of all, King Loki's hilarious. Um, Al Ewing just writes him like this weird, like eccentric coot. Uh, and he uses all these pop culture references and other weird stuff, and he makes fun of Verity. But he is, the last thing Loki has left is his friendship with Verity, and King Loki wants to take that away, too. So it's bringing Teen Loki to his darkest place, and there is more, more that can happen here, and King Loki is making his ultimate move here. But it's a very, it's a hard book to read if you're a, if you're a fan of Loki the character. Uh, I also think that last page yeah. is going to be a Tumblr sensation. A Tumblr sensation. All right, we also have Marvel Universe Guardians of the Galaxy number one. I didn't put it on because if I put that on there, then it wouldn't fit on one page. So I was like, yeah, you but know what? I'm MAG just do before this. MAR. Oh, crap, you're right. Yeah. Magneto number 15 uh. by <laughs> Cullen Bunn and Gabriel Hernandez Volta. Uh, this is, I mean, this book is freaking great. Magneto gave himself up to S.H.I.E.L.D. at the end of the last issue. Of course he has a plan. Of course there's more than you would imagine. Uh, so he lets himself get taken over. We get a lot of cool flashbacks that make a ton of sense in, in the context of this issue. Stuff with Professor X. Stuff with uh, some dealings he's made. Mm -hmm. With dealings Magneto's made. He gets in there. Boom. Of course he gets out. Uh, and he, it's, it, he could destroy the entire helicarrier. He could. Hmm? Maybe he doesn't. But maybe he does. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he uh, does. But he brings in some backup Ugh. to cause a little chaos. And I was like, wait, I don't even know what's going on. They've got to be like, you know. Well, earlier in this series, he got their genetic codes. Remember? Nope. So. I don't remember. Okay. Thank you. That's why you're here. You're welcome. To remind me of the things Thank that you. I can't remember. Good to be uh, of use. So great. The uh, the Marauders show up uh, and big time in it. <laughs> and uh, there's just some there's some gruesome violence, as is the way with Magneto. Um, this whoa, this three oh, panels right here. Woof. Woof. Uh, but really cool. I. It's such a great like. Oh. He is such a badass. Yeah. It's terrific. It's kind of crazy, too. A lot of these books are headed towards Seer Ors, and we know they are. Like, mm. Loki is, and Magneto is, and all these things. Like, the, they're these big, crazy stories that we know are going to get um, wrapped up in brutal fashion. Yeah. So that kind of adds a little bit, I think. Okay, now I'm going to talk about Marvel Universe Guardians of the Galaxy number one, based on our new animated series coming soon to Disney XD. It's going to be a Guardians animated series. I know we're revealing stuff about that all week on Marvel.com. This particular issue has an adaptation of the animated short starring Star-Lord, which is adapted by our boy Joe Caramagna, as well as a new story based in the same continuity by uh, writer 
Mergrid Scott with art by Adam Archer. So some good all-ages animated Guardians fun for you and the entire family. Yeah, everybody. All right, we got Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man, number 10, Bendis, Marquez, and Ponsor. Just what a team. These guys. What a team. Killing it. Uh this is an interesting issue because we've got a, a like it's a lot of the it's one of those issues where a lot of the pieces are being put mm-hmm. into place, some really great conversational things. It's it's a, a classic Bendis issue. I yeah. really really dig it. The cloak and dagger stuff is my oh favorite. the cloak and dagger stuff. Yeah. The stuff with uh, with Genki. It's yep. very short, but yeah. it's just Genki like, stuff is short but great. So great. Uh, we get to see there is a fight. There's a there's a fight. A great fight. It's, it's a good just like kind of day in the life of fight. Yeah, uh, terrific stuff. Or again, that cloak and dagger business. Cloak and dagger I, great. I wish we had had time for an ultimate cloak and dagger uh, series. Yeah, I mean but they're they're in ultimate end. Yeah, maybe they'll get some more time. We'll yeah. see. Maybe they survive. Who yeah. knows? Uh, but then the last bits are all about uh, Miles going to talk to uh, his girlfriend's parents. Yep. And if you've been reading the series, you know that. There's a lot of business going on with them. Yeah. And it all comes to a, a really nasty point right And there. if you've ever gone to talk to your girlfriend's parents for the first time, you know how terrifying that is. So add another layer. And I think the first time I met my current wife's parents, I had to go to New Orleans. So I had to go to Louisiana. I had to travel. Just to travel. That's, it, that's even harder. I think so. I, yeah, when I met my wife's parents, when I met her them for the first time, I had dated her the year previous, broken up with her, not met her parents. Slick move. Yeah, and then met her parents when we started going out again. So <laughs> there you go. Um, Moon Knight number 12, which has nothing to do with any of that, is the conclusion to Brian Wood and Greg Smallwood's run on the book, which has seen uh, Khonshu take on a new host. In this issue, Mark Spector is falling to his death and has to convince Khonshu to take him back. Slight spoiler alert, he does, um, because <laughs> Mark Spector doesn't die. Sorry, guys. But the rest of the issue is learning that there's more than meets the eye to the Doctor character who was introduced very early on in the first arc and who has been the focus of this arc. And her aims uh, were not everything we thought they were. And we see what Mark Spector has to go through in order to get Conchu back to become Moon Knight again, the sacrifices he has to make and what he has to do to his enemies in order to reclaim the mantle and kind of ensure that he is not going to lose it again as kind of a new truce is struck between the god of vengeance and Mr. Mark Spector. Yeah. All right, Ms. Marvel, number 12. I can't, we're 12 issues. That's so. That's a pretty great thing. It's great. Pretty it's awesome. It's pretty still, still on fire. Yeah. Uh, written by G. Willow Wilson, art by Elmo Bondock. And who I've never heard of, who did a great job with this issue. Yeah. I would uh, love this villain art. Yes, and colors by Ian Herring. Uh, I think this issue is just uh, G. Willow Wilson saying, you know, I'd really like to write Loki for mm-hmm, an mm-hmm. issue, so I'm going to do that, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to put it in the world of Ms. Marvel, and it's going to be great. And it is. It is. Basically, Loki goes to uh, to Midgard uh, at the request of Freya to handle some business with, you know, with she's like the inherit the. Um, she's straight up. She's well, yeah. She's straight up says she's like, you know, what we don't pay attention to enough is New Jersey, <laughs> which was great. Yeah. Why would anyone from Asgard say that? But it was awesome. Yeah. It was like zing. Yeah. I, I, th- I think it was more like, uh, hey, Loki, this is kind of a little, you know prank yeah. on you but yeah no we don't do enough stuff with new jersey go go to jersey city yeah so then you get loki in jersey trying to figure out like how to do this thing talking to the locals really great little bits there's uh, uh 
basically everybody keeps calling him like hipster Loki mm-hmm. or, or hipster dude. Oh, yeah, they just keep being, oh, this guy must be from Brooklyn. Look yep. at how he's dressed. Terrific. Uh, it's all set around Valentine's Day. Huh, the timing. Yeah. Uh, it's all That's around. the only Valentine's Day issue we have. Is it? Right? I don't remember anything else. Yeah. There wasn't any other Valentine's Day specials. But, well, it's good. It was yeah. a great one. Uh, Loki gets involved in the dance and, as is his way, thinks he's doing the thing, uh, you know, something for a good, mm-hmm. sort of messes it up. Ms. Marvel has to save the day. There's some great little back and forth. Uh, it's just a super fun issue. Yep. And there's some cool stuff going on with Kamala and her personal life and where yeah. that's going to be headed as well. So that was neat. Yeah. We got Nova, number 27, by uh, Jerry. Who's been doing these covers on Nova? This cover is Orphan's Cheeps. It's so – their covers on Nova are so cool. They're like these cool, like – Video gamey Pixar y covers, and I, they've been really cool. Yeah, right? this must be some cool design studio because, yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. rad. Um, yeah, so we got uh, written by Jerry Duggan, art by John Timms, Roberto Poggi, and David Curiel. Uh, so this is Carnage in, uh, in Arizona. Carefree Arizona. Carefree. Just, you know, I will say he's holding back a little bit mm-hmm. he's not straight up murdering everything something's going on with carnage yeah which i think is pretty cool there's yep. a you know he's not just this About like time nah, i'm gonna kill everyone nah. yeah, good uh, carnage. thanks yeah. and uh so he's going after sam alexander because when sam and uh carnage were hanging out sam being a dum-dum a little kid it was just like hey my name is sam alexander yeah you're a hero this is great yeah let's be friends that's a Approximation. Yeah. And uh, so now that Carnage has been inverted back to his normal self-ish, uh, he goes after Sam because he uh, – I don't want to get into it because it's, it's a neat yeah, little no, point the in the story. The yeah, there, there's a really cool bit where they're talking and there's a lot of information between them. And I think it's great. It's a different uh, – it was not the direction I really expected this encounter to go mm-hmm. in, which is awesome. Also in this issue, the band Anthrax makes an appearance. Yeah. Totally random. Yep. Where did that come from? I don't know. Cool. Uh, Scott Ian, I I've been tr- I think I was trying to get him to come in for a podcast a while ago. Yeah. But um, he's in, he's in Nova. Yeah. He wrote like a Lobo story, I think for yeah. I know he's, he's a comics fan. He's a huge comic. But uh, fan, yeah. it was it was neat to see him. Maybe Jerry knows him or something. Probably. Yeah. Now we need to get him in here for sure. Uh, but you know, Nova is. He's still dealing with his helmet being all busted. Uh, busted up, so he goes looking for someone to help him with it. There's yeah. a great couple pages here, and that leads us right into where we go for the next part of the story, which is actually, I think, Nova Annual. annual. Yeah. yeah, it's a Nova yeah. Annual coming up. looks mm-hmm. awesome. Hello. Rocket Raccoon, number eight, written by Scotty Young, art by Felipe Andrade, and your boy Jean-Francois Bellieu on the colors. Uh, this is part two of The Cold, and this was an awesome story, just very different. Um, Scotty and Felipe were the perfect creators for this because it kind of harkened back to a lot of the stuff they'd done outside the Marvel Universe, whether it was the Oz stuff or the John Carter stuff. This was just Rocket on this ice planet with this girl named Jink, local warrior princess, who is awesome. And it's them. Groot has been poisoned by a native creature. They need to go and retrieve the egg yolk from these scary monsters in order to bring him back. Uh, it's a classic kind of like bonding tale where Rocket's his obnoxious self and Jink is this stoic warrior princess. And art is beautiful. It's like very watercolory and very experimental. Rocket looking back on how he met Groot. The two of them bonding, telling jokes together, 
having this big plan and fight scene and then uh, unexpected ways to solve the problems. Great lines, great setup if they want to come back to this, or this could be just a cool, classic, seminal Rocket Raccoon story where his dialogue's great, his character's great, the art's great, and it's a nice adventure. Um, yeah, love this issue. Mm -hmm. Thought it was really cool and very different. Yep, agreed. All right, we've got She-Hulk number 12, final issue of this spectacular series. Sensational. Spectacular. Mm -hmm. uh, written by Charles Soule, art by Javier Polito, and uh, colors by Munza Vicente. Uh, the end of last issue, we figured out the person who's been behind some of the bad stuff. Oh, man. The blue I file. forgot about this for a sec. Nightwatch. Yeah. I, was, I don't know anything about Nightwatch. Okay. I mean, this issue basically changes everything about Nightwatch, which is kind of, I was like, as I was reading this, I was like, it's so cool that Charles devoted all this time to this crazy Nightwatch story. And then I tried to put myself in the position of maybe there's like one hardcore Nightwatch fan from the 90s who's just like, no, what, where everything was I loved. What, what books was Nightwatch in? Nightwatch was a Spider-Man guest star who ended up getting his own 12-issue maxi-series, which to me was crazy at the time because... The 90s were crazy. No, but it was... At the time, it was like every Spider-Man character was getting their own miniseries, so that wasn't weird, but usually it'd be like three, four, Yeah, Solo only got four issues. issues. Yeah, Solo got four. Like, Cardiac got like three issues or something, and Nightwatch got 12, which was nuts. I think Ron Lim drew it. Um, I think Terry Cavanaugh created him. I mean, he's basically... He's a dude with a living costume. Cool. Um, okay. He is somewhat reminiscent of another character created for another company by a famous Spider-Man artist, <laughs> I think was the knock on him in the 90s. Uh -huh. um, but he was cool. He had his own deal going on. But as of this issue of She-Hulk, that uh, everything's up in the air. Yeah. Yeah, everything's different now. But, but I mean, like, I didn't know any of that. Mm -hmm. I didn't need to know any of that. You didn't. I knew. No, I'm just saying, put yourself in the shoes of someone who, like, like was loved Nightwatch. They've got to be, on the one hand, like, oh, cool, they're using my favorite character. On the other hand, like, oh, no, <laughs> none of the stuff he was in counted. Yes. Not to get too into it. Sure, but in this issue, we get to see, uh, this really lays it all out, what's been going on, and you've got to feel for Nightwatch. Mm -hmm. you, you, you can't help but go, I see where he's coming from. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a bummer. There's a it's a big old bummer. Yeah. Also a bummer, we get Doctor Druid, and just such a little bit. Yeah, just such a tiny little taste. Well, I was thinking, I was like, within the first couple of pages of this, you get Doctor Druid and Shocker on the same team. It's like the Ryan Stromy super team. It's the best. If if one of us liked Vibro, <laughs> this would be the ultimate team. <laughs> but I don't even know who Vibro okay, is. Okay, good because I, I definitely nope, don't. I have no idea who Vibro yeah. is. Uh, That's too obscure even for me. Yeah. Tons of great stuff, great fighting, you know, really emotional, impactful stuff throughout, uh, and a nice wrap-up mm -hmm. to, to the She-Hulk saga. Yeah, this ad all these adventures, I'm really glad they put, uh, they kept a lot of things in the place that they mm -hmm. have. Uh, really great bit in the last page with Cameo from a, a character who's getting their own book yep. very shortly, That's awesome. which sort of is a nice little nod. A little and, baton pass. Yeah, I, I think we'll see some more. Uh, Great final letters page mm, yes. uh, from Janine Schaefer, who is now, she's no longer with Marvel. This was her last book she edited. She's amazing. Uh, great little bit in here from her. And mm. then a great bit from Charles, who sort of says, 
we told the story. Yeah. We plan to tell. And also, and thank you yeah. for letting me do it. And it's amazing. All right. From one series ending to another one beginning. From the pages of Spider-Verse, it's Silk, number one, written by Robbie Thompson, newcomer, uh, works on the show Supernatural, drawn by Stacy Lee, who, uh, tremendous talent, uh, very different vibe, but perfect for Silk. This is very much a, if you haven't read Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, anything, it's like, get to know, get to know Silk. Find out who she is. Find out who Cindy Moon is. Um, she is, could, is, is this the first book starring an Asian-American super, female superhero like, that, that I we've think had? Of? I mean, ongoing? Yeah. Because like, there's been like a Psylocke miniseries. And a Ju- no, Jubilee had her own ongoing at one time. Okay, that's so, true. So, yeah, yeah, Jubilee yeah. had that one back in the early right. 2000s. Okay. But still, it's freaking great. Important nonetheless, Cindy Moon is a very cool character. Um, I like they do, you know, up to this point, she's been a guest star. She's been kind of this, this, this girl who was locked in a bunker who has spider powers, doesn't really know much. There's a lot of mileage to get out of the fact that she didn't really learn social graces, which she's very funny about. Um, but there's also that she missed years of her life so pop culturally she's a little behind but you know we get to see a little bit of her past with her family we get to see her at work we get to see her as silk we get to see her dealing with her living situation i love the stuff that's dropped about her and her parents with her and her brother because that's going to be kind of the backbone of the series her trying to find her family her interactions with spider-man are great uh, the way she deals with villains are great but she is I don't know. She's just such a unique character, the way she just, like, she speaks her mind. She's confident and non-confident at the same time in a weird way in that she doesn't know any better than to just kind of, like, forge ahead and do whatever she wants. But at the same time, she's so, like, she spent so much time in isolation that she's like, oh, don't blow this, don't blow this, don't blow this. She's got a great wit to her, but she's kind of uncertain of herself. Stacey Lee kills it on the art. Uh, We've got good setup for a recurring villain just really the perfect way to start a new series with a newish character who everyone's still kind of in the process of falling in love with and this really cements like why you should love this character yeah uh, i love the big mystery right there mm-hmm. definitely cool. uh silver surfer number nine by dan slot and mike and laura allred um i mean i wish i had talked to dan like, I had him to tell me what was going to go on in this issue, just because I can imagine him being like, and, 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 oh, yeah, and, and yeah, surf, yeah, yeah. He, he surfs the yep. moon. Yep. He surfs the moon. Uh, yeah, like, he was I probably can, so excited when he came up with this. Dan would have been so into it. Um, but great stuff. Uh, we're on uh, Planet New Haven, I believe it's called. Yes, New Haven, Planet, Connecticut. Yep, Planet New Haven, which has the galaxy uh, of Connecticut. like billions of last survivors of dead worlds that have all been consumed by Galactus. So, super bummer town, mm. as, uh, you know, these are the last of their races in a lot of cases. And, uh, nice they, Yeah, thanks. Uh, and they all realize, oh, God, the Herald is here. Yeah, we're, we're screwed. Screwed. And, um, yeah, they are. Because Galactus finds them. Uh, Surfer has to try to both um, mend his fences with Dawn mm-hmm. and stop Galactus from doing what he does. Eat planets. Yep. That's what he does. And uh, you know what? I don't think he has pretty good uh, pretty good chances on either in this no, issue. No, things aren't looking good. No. Uh, but another great one, stunning artwork. It's, it's super fun. If you love the Doctor Who, if you love poppy, fun, if just 
great classic Marvel comics. You're going to love this issue. And uh, I love the letters page in this one because it's got stuff from a variety. Oh, it's yeah. like the celebrity and cosplay edition. It's yeah, terrific. Exactly. Storm number eight, written by Greg Pak, art by Al Berrio Nuevo. And this brings to a close the whole storm getting framed by this scummy senator and nasty CEO uh, who, credit to Greg Pak, keeps using characters he introduced way back in his War Machine run, um, reinvigorating them. Storm has to clear her name. What I like about this issue is that she discovers the guy she's going after in the remains of Utopia. Uh, which is where, of course, she and the X-Men lived back when they were in San Francisco. And it gives her a chance to kind of wax nostalgic on, you know, this is the last place it felt like it felt like things were hopeful. Things have been rough lately. And I think that's where Greg really excels on this series, getting into Storm's head. Um, this great character who's been around for so many years, but we don't always know what she's thinking. So many times she's just been kind of like out on the forefront, leading the team, firing lightning, getting the insight into her emotional state is really the cool thing about that we have a storm ongoing series which i love every month she dispatches one threat this month but there is another waiting in the wings a mysterious one which uh piqued my interest because i don't know what it is mm, mm. Uh, uncanny x-men number 31 i think this is the final chapter who knows man of the last will and testament of charles xavier all i know is they really like they screwed me with that cover yeah, what's that about? I, they, I think they just had this cover ready to go, and they used it. And who edited this book? Was it Marks? Uh, Xander? Xander and Marks. Ugh. Yeah, total total swerve on the cover, which has Havoc on it. Havoc is not in the issue at all, <laughs> and I was, and it pissed me off. Yes, but written by Brian Michael Bendis and Still a great issue. Bichalo. Nothing wrong with the issue, but uh, annoying that Xander and Marks would do that. I'm going to say Xander. Xander's yeah. kind of a jerk. <laughs> Uh, so, in the last couple issues, this uh, crazy, super, ultimately powerful mutant whose name escapes me. Uh, Matthew, Matthew Malloy. Yes, thank you. Matthew Malloy. Sprung to action in mid yawn to tell you. you that. He, uh, he's killed a lot of people. Oh, he's killed, man. Uh, inadvertently killed Cyclops. Whoops. Uh, Magic. Uh, who else was it? Emma. Emma. His bed. Yep. So... He's done some stuff. Does some more damage in this issue. Does plenty more damage in this issue. Oh, and the way they solve him. So harsh. Is Eva Bell, who we've talked about at length in mm-hmm. previous podcasts and various issues from the, the annuals to just uncanny proper, um, she has gone back in time, broken so many rules, mm. told Charles Xavier what's going to happen if he does what he does, uh, brings him to the present, sees what's going on, Oh, just madness. Craziness goes on here. Then we go, she uses her powers, and they solve the Matthew problem in a way that, look, it, it makes sense, but it's such a it's so hard man. It's so hard. Oh. And For like a lot the, of reasons. The interactions between Eva and Professor X in this are terrific. It's very tense, yeah. very rough. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot. And she's been through so much that... The fact that she's like still sane and still able to do all this stuff. How sane is she though, man? She's just like, yeah. Well, she's on the edge. She is, and I think that's an important point. Like by the end of this, she says she she makes some big statements and Mm -hmm. movements, and she could go in that like crazy megalomaniacal Mm -hmm. like she snapped and is gonna just ruin everything route, or she could be like this amazing force 
for good and yeah. like sort of almost a police, you know, I don't know. It, yeah. They're very interesting things. No, for sure. We know that Mendes is wrapping up on X-Men in the next couple of months. And when all is said and done with all the stuff he did, and he created a lot and brought a lot to the table, I think Eva Bell may be his masterwork for this X-Men particular stuff? run. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think where yeah. he leaves her, I'm like, wow, there's so much potential for this oh, to yeah. be no, I, a seminal X-Men character and Marvel character. Definitely one of my favorite characters of the last couple of years. Definitely. All right, wrapping things up with Wolverine's number seven, written by Charles Soule, art by Chris Anka, which was very nice. Um, after last issue, where half of the team basically betrayed everyone to go work with Sinister, and the X-Men got their hands on Wolverine's skeleton, things have shifted, and now the remaining people, Mystique makes a big play to kind of solidify her power base, Shogun get shoved to the side a little, no longer leader of the team. There's some question as to who's really in charge, who's in control, who's zooming who, uh, where loyalties are going. Uh, who's zooming who? Yeah, ma'am. What does that mean? That's an 80s song. That's from, uh, I think, I don't know who sang it, but, you know, who's who's into who? Top that. Yeah. Uh, really great mystique issue. Um, Charles Soule and Ray Fox both seem to get mystique and why... She is as influential as she is. It's not just about the powers. It's about her knowledge and the way she uses things. And the way she manipulates here is pretty masterful. Yes, indeedy. All right. Time to pick our favorites, our twims of the week. I uh, got mine. Yeah, go for it. Silk. Silk. Good. Done. Nailed it. Silk was in the mix for me. Rocket Raccoon was in the mix oh, yeah. for me. Uh, a lot of these books were really good. Avengers World tugged at my heartstrings. I, I love me a good cannonball story, and the fact that it was a good cannonball story and a good smasher story sealed the deal. Nice. Very good. Um, but yeah, lots of great stuff this week, you guys. Hopefully you dig oh, it look, all. they're on the back. There's Marvel Universe cards. Hey, oh, you did see. it. I screwed it up. Uh, collections on sale this week. Amazing Spider-Man, Who Am I? in hardcover. Axis, Carnage and Hobgoblin, Civil War Prelude, New Warriors, Daredevil Volume 2, West Case Scenario. Great title. Savage Wolverine Volume 3, Wrath, Storm Volume 1, Make It Rain, even better title, Ultimate X-Men, Ultimate Collection Volume 5, and X-Men Volume 4, Exogenuous. I feel like we've used every variation on Exo-something as an X-Men story title at some point over the last 10 years. Digital Comics on sale this week, everything except Marvel Universe Guardians of the Galaxy, plus original volume of Daredevil, issues 22 through 32, Solo Avengers 14 through 16, Uncanny X-Men Annual 18, and X-Men The Wedding Album what? number one. What a random assortment of books. Yeah, a lot of fun. Wow. Uh, collections on the app this week. We've got Amazing Spider-Man, Who Am I? Avengers Absolute Vision, Book 2, Axis, Carnage and Hobgoblin, Civil War Prelude, New Warriors, which is drawn by Scotty Young. Mm-hmm. So get up in that. And written by Zeb Wells. <laughs> uh, Daredevil Volume 2, West Case Scenario, Dark Rain, Hawkeye, Fear Itself, Deadpool, Fearsome 4, Storm, Make It Rain, Uncanny X-Men, Masterworks, Volume 7, X-Men Forever, Volume 4, Devil in a White Dress. X-Men Forever had some crazy titles. That's so good. And X-Men Volume 4, Exogenuous. All right. Take a deep breath before this one. Freshly digitized on Marvel Unlimited this week, we got all-new Ghost Rider number 6, all-new Ultimates number 6, all-new X-Factor number 12, Avengers Undercover number 8, Avengers World number 11, Captain America 23, Captain Marvel 6, Daredevil 7, Deadly Hands of Kung Fu number 4, Deadpool 33, Deadpool Dracula's Gauntlet 6 and 7, Deadpool vs. X-Force number 3, Elektra number 5, Fantastic Four number 8, 
Hulk number five, Inhuman number three, Magneto number eight, Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble number 11, Mighty Avengers number 13, Miss Marvel number seven, New Avengers number 23, Nightcrawler number five, Nova number 20, Nova Special number one, Original Sin number seven, Original Sins number five, Savage Wolverine 22, Secret Avengers number seven, Spider-Man 2099 number two, <laughs> Storm number two, I can do it, Thunderbolts number 29, Ultimate FF number six, Wolverine number 11, Wolverine the X-Men number seven, X-Force number eight, and X-Men number 18. Did we really publish almost 40 comics in one week? <sighs> yes. <laughs> I also... I so did, yeah, go back yeah. six months uh, to whatever episode that was for the podcast. That's crazy. That's crazy. I don't know. Yeah, it looks weird. I, I grabbed the stuff Tuesday afternoon, whereas I usually do it Monday night, so I don't know if just like it was an extra day made a difference, but... Who knows? Who cares? Read those books. Yay, comic! All right, we got some news. Uh, as always, new Seer Wars tie-ins to announce because these just keep on coming. Infinity Gauntlet by Jerry Duggan and Dustin Weaver. I spoke to them. Uh, this is going to be pretty cool. It's set on a world where an alien race has basically decimated all the superheroes. There's this family of Novas, and now the Infinity Gauntlet's on Earth, and Thanos is coming to get it, and they have to stop him. It's a complete reinvention. They're both writing it, and Dustin's drawing it. Old Those Man's designs, oh, uh, Dustin's designs are incredible. Dustin said this is the best work he's ever done, which is saying something. I, whoa. Um, Old Man Logan is going to be coming back, and it's going to be Brian Bendis and Andrea Sorrentino. Oh, my God. Revisiting the world that Mark Miller and Stephen McNiven created. All your Stephen McNiven? Stephen McNiven. Um, did I say that? You did. Whatever. He goes by that sometimes. Sure. Um, very formal. Uh, yeah, but that's going to be, you know, all your favorites. Old Man Logan, Old Man Hawkeye, Spider-Girl, Red Skull. They're all in the mix. Even people are dead. Might be back. Who knows? It's secret Wars. There are no rules. Yeah. Planet There's no rules. Just right. <laughs> Planet Hulk by Sammy Humphreys is going to be very different. Instead of Hulk being trapped on a planet, this is Steve Rogers and Devil Dinosaur trapped on a planet of Hulks trying to battle their way out. This is like the comic equivalent of kicking you in the face, picking you up, hugging you, kicking you in the face, picking you up, hugging you, yeah. and going off into space. Yeah, the comic equivalent, Yeah, for sure. And uh, we're also in the next couple of days going to be, we'll already been on some at this point, but there's going to be more Last Days tie-ins, which is ongoing Marvel books that are going to have Secret Wars tie-ins that look at the last of the Marvel Universe. Uh, by the time this podcast drops, Silver Surfer should be out there. I think Punisher and Black Widow should be out there. And a couple more to come that I'm going to keep close to the best for right now. Mm -hmm. Also on Marvel.com this week, we had the She-Hulk essays, excerpts at least. That was Charles Soule on his own blog did uh, essays on every issue of She-Hulk he did leading up to this week's final issue, number 12. We ran some excerpts and some art on our site. Check those out. Avengers Versus is going to be a four-issue digital series uh, written by Joe Caramagna, set in kind of evergreen continuity with the Avengers taking on some of their greatest foes, and it will also be put out in print later. And last but not least, Will Sliney reached out to you last week, did a cool gif on how to draw Spider-Man, basically, and we got him to pick it apart for us. Yeah. It's really neat. And hopefully that'll uh, lead to some more stuff like that. I hope so. Uh, and in games, Better Ray Bill joined Avengers Alliance uh, as part of a spec op. I got more Justin Woods on that. Marvel Heroes 2015 released Winter Soldier. And Cyclops came to Marvel Puzzle Quest. Mm -hmm. 
All right, uh, let's kick it over to Strami and the Wolfman. Well, what? What we neglected to say last <gasps> week is when we kick it over now, it's not just Strami and the Wolfman. Uh, Stephen Wacker now joins them on a weekly basis. Yeah. We gave him no intro last week. I mean, now we did. I so guess. So there you go. Nail it, Steve. Take over the show. Hello there this week in Marvelites. This is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom along with. Marvel.com assistant editor Patrick Cavanaugh. For another thrilling installment of the Stromy and the Wolfman show, starring the Wolfman and Stromy. Let's kick things off in the world of television. We didn't have much movie news this week, so the world. We had enough movie news last week. Yeah, we did. We did. There was a little Spider Man. With that whole wall crawler thing. Wall crawler. (laughs) That's his nickname. One of many. Um, But. Of course, we're leading up to the big season finale of Marvel's Agent Carter. For those of you that watched this week's episode, it was uh, is a is a big one. It uh, it had a really big moment towards the end that kind of broke my heart. But I suppose that's what good television is supposed to do. But I still resent the writers for doing what they did because it crushed me. Um, but leading into next week's finale, of course, Peggy is. On the trail of Leviathan, we've got some revelations around Dottie and Ichenko at this point, and it's all being teed up for the big end game. Leading up to that, we'll have some interviews with executive producers uh, Tara Butters and Michelle Fazekas, as well as series star Haley Atwell. That will be coming up in the next few days. We have a new episode of This Week in Marvel's Agent Carter. Uh, that will that will be up by the time you listen to this. It's a writer's commentary to the seventh episode by that episode's writer, uh, Chris Dingus, who is also one of the show's executive producers. Time re- time really flies, doesn't it? Feels like just a week ago we were talking about how Agent Carter was starting. That that was actually that's actually six weeks ago, Patrick. But it feels like just yesterday. Oh, boy. Um, we also have a series of videos that we did uh, going behind the scenes of the costume design of the series with our host, Tamar Krinsky. She talked to uh, the costume designer, Gigi, about sort of the look and feel of the 1940s fashion and the period setting. You can catch... Uh, at least one of those videos is already live. A second one may be live by the time this one goes up, and then there's a third part that will hopefully be going up early next week. We will, of course, also have the usual clips, exclusive images, all that type of good stuff. I'll get you excited for the season finale of Marvel's Agent Carter next Tuesday at 9, 8 central on ABC. And after that... We have the return of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. March 3rd at 9, 8 central on ABC. And last week, we revealed the synopsis for the next episode back. It's the 11th of the season. It's called Aftershocks. Um, And you can get the very first details on it right now on Marvel.com. And as we get closer to the series return, we'll have even more for you. Because, of course, we still have 12 more action-packed episodes to go in that season. And all that to look forward to. That's everything I got for live action. What about what about you? I don't. There's there's not much going on in animation this week, is there, Patrick? Well, this Sunday there's a brand new episode of Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash airing at 8 a.m. Followed by a brand new episode of Marvel's Avengers Assemble airing at 8:30 a.m. Both of those are appear are going to be on uh, Disney XD, so you'll tune in for that. 
You'll be hearing a lot more about what goes on in those episodes momentarily, where I will be uh, sitting down with Steve Wacker to talk a little bit more about that. However, we should remind people we've been announcing the voice cast for Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, the animated series that will be coming to Disney XD. So some of the announcements we've made so far is we've got Kevin Michael Richardson will be playing Groot. And we've got Trevor Duvall voicing Rocket. David Sobolov will voice Drax, the Destroyer, as he's sometimes known. And we've got Will Friedle voicing Star-Lord, your very own Peter Quill. And we've got a couple more announcements coming this week, so stay tuned to Marvel.com for all of those reveals. Exactly, exactly. Like I said, not much going on in animation this week. Just stay tuned, and you'll get to hear Steve Wacker talk all about it. <laughs> all right. Well, like Patrick said, stay tuned for uh, more of him. I apologize that there is more of him. Let's throw it to you, Wolfman. Yeah, let's throw it to the Wolfman. With that, we wish you a uh, splendiferous weekend, a splendiferous-er week. We thank you for listening, and as always, remember to drink your Ovaltine. Hello out there, this week in Marvel. This is Marvel.com assistant editor Patrick Cavanaugh coming at you with some theme music this time, provided by... Cool. This is Steven Wacker from the Marvel Animation Studio, uh, coming at you live. Well, we'll live. We are alive. We're currently alive. By the time you're listening to this, no longer live. No longer live. It'll be pre-recorded. No call-ins. Uh, do not call in. We are currently in the studio, as you heard from the uh, the musical stylings of people drawing and designing and sketching all over here. Yes, and we yet again are bringing a special guest this week. Third, three weeks in, we've already had two special. I've exhausted guests. my special guests already. Great. After three weeks. It's just going to be repeats. So uh, why don't we? Who do you? Who did you bring well, with us today? Uh, uh, director here at the Marvel Animation Studios, uh, Harrison Wilcox, who uh, has been here for uh, quite a while. He's the longest tenured person in the uh, current animation side. How did that happen? And uh, uh, he oversees uh, sh shows like Hulk's and the Age of the Smash, Ultimate Spider-Man, and the uh, soon-to-come uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Are we allowed to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy? We'll, we'll get to that in, in, a, in a minute because be a we did beat. have... We did have some exciting news as far as Guardians is concerned, but I think we should go in. You know, first, you mentioned Hulk and the Agents of Smash that, that Harrison works on this show. Yeah, we and got a big episode uh, debuting uh, this Sunday on Disney XD. It's called The Green Room. Yeah, it's written by uh, Marty Eisenberg, who is actually our story editor on Guardians for season one. And uh, it's a really exciting episode. They have uh, the Hulks are, are tracking down leader and they, uh, they stumble across one of uh, General Ross's old uh, traps for Hulk, which is called the Green Room, uh, but Leader has turned it against uh, not just Hulk, but all the Hulks, uh, and they have to make their way through various traps, and sort of, it's sort of a cube environment with different sort of elemental traps and weapons along the way. And is that it? Is that the only danger they must face? Is this confusing, perplexing puzzle? Uh, no, on top of it, uh, Hulk has lost his anger. He gets zapped by a special ray that uh, takes the what we're calling the Dark Hulk out of Hulk. Uh, and, of course, that comes back later in the episode to, uh, to bite them. Man, it's never-ending turmoil for those Hulks. Talk a second, because I wasn't here. Uh, Fred Tatashore, the guy that plays the Hulk, mm -hmm. uh, is such an incredible... I can't imagine anyone else playing the Hulk. 
what was it like when you found uh, that voice? Did you find him for this show? No, he actually he actually uh, has been doing the Hulk uh, for us for a while, uh, much like uh, Steve Bloom has been doing the Wolverine voice for us for a while. Uh, it's hard to once you hear him do the Hulk voice, it's hard to imagine anyone else doing it for our animation. Well, and voices are certainly integral to the pr these these characters, which we'll be getting to in a few moments. We're dropping some hints here. We're really trying to get you to stick around, listener, to this entire segment. We're also giving away an iPad at the very end of this se segment. Unless we get cut off too soon, and then yeah, who then knows? unfortunately, <laughs> uh, I was told that iPad was for me. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, if my you win, iPad. if you win, get back here. Uh, Following, uh, so, th so this Sunday, that's the, the episode of Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash. That airs at 8 a.m., and at 8.30 is a new episode of Marvel's Avengers Assemble. Yeah. What's going on this well, week on Marvel's Avengers uh, Assemble? We have an episode called uh, Widow's Run, written by Eugene Sun, who also works on Ultimate Spider-Man for us. And uh, this is a big one. It's uh, focusing on Black Widow and her attempts to steal one of the Power Stones. Now... I think it goes without saying who comes chasing after Power Stones after they're stolen. The uh, Falcon, right? Yeah, the Falcon. It's known for the, po for the <laughs> Power Stones. So uh, this is sort of uh, leading to our big first uh, half of the season finale. It's our, our penultimate episode. Oh, really? Leading to uh, uh, another episode called Thanos Triumphant. Which we'll talk about next time, probably. Foreshadowing, yeah, triumphant. Yeah. Uh, so this is a big one for us. It's a great showcase for uh, Black Widow, and I think it's uh, a great, uh, a great climax for everything we've seen so far in this season. Cool, very exciting, and uh, so we've been teasing about it all, all episode. This whole segment, which we've been feels teasing like teasing you, audience, which feels like tickle, hours. tickle, feels <laughs> like hours now. That you, the listener, probably on the edge of your seat about what we have to say about Guardians of the Galaxy. Should we do it? Yeah. I th All right. I think well, we can only do half it. of it because by the time this airs, we will not have announced everything. But uh, this is the week that we're announcing the voice cast for the Guardians of the Galaxy animated series um, uh, coming to DXD later this year. We've been working on it for uh, several months now, and it's been hard, I know, for the actors to uh, keep their traps shut. Um, and it's been hard for us, too, because everyone's really excited about this show and, uh, you know, coming out on the heels of uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, just being associated with that was exciting. It's exciting for everyone involved in the show, um, following up uh, in our own way what uh, James uh, Gunn and the crew did on that film. So let me bring to the Marvel podcast audience, in case they've been away from uh, a web browser for the past few days, uh, the first half of the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy cast. It includes uh, Rocket, played by Trevor Duvall, uh, Groot, uh, by uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, uh, Star-Lord, Peter Quill, is played by uh, Will Friedle, and uh, uh, Drax the Destroyer, played by the powerfully voiced Dave Sobolov. Uh, by the time you hear this, we will have already announced uh, Gamora, we would have already announced uh, Cosmo, um, but uh, you can find out about uh, the rest of the cast. Next on week. the net. Just hop on the net. Just hop on the net. We'll hop on, hop on Marvel.com. How about that? How about we plug going to Marvel.com to learn the information about this Marvel animated series? I would go to IGN, but that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> well, 
All right, we can just cut that from the. <laughs> yeah, go to marvel.com, uh, type in cast announced for Guardians of the Galaxy earlier this week for the animated series starting on DXD later this year. Ryan Panagos, pants, no pants, hyphen, backslash. And you should find it. And you should. It should be, hopefully it's the first result. That's pretty much the text of the entire article. And uh, also, another thing we're just going to kind of tease, we'll talk more about it next week, but I do want to put on people's radar that there's some very exciting stuff coming Shirtless up. Shirtless Tuesday. Oh, with what? Shirtless Tuesday. What are you talking about? And <laughs> as well, uh, we'll also be starting new episodes of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man oh, Web Warriors. Oh, this is huge. And can we just get, can we just hear the name of the story arc? Spider-Verse is coming. Spider-Verse is coming. That's right. Is that the name of the... No, no, it's called Spider-Verse. Oh, Spi okay. That was Spider a tease to make that's, it sound exciting. That's the master of the tease uh, over there. If you've enjoyed uh, Spider-Verse from the publishing side, Dan Slott's uh, incredible Spider-Verse arc that we've been talking about for years, uh, we're also bringing a version of it to animation. Harrison also worked on it. Uh, it was uh, head up by uh, uh, Eugene Sun and... Uh, Henry Gilroy. It's uh, one of the most exciting things we've done. And just if only for Spider Pig alone, you would tune in for all four episodes. But you come for P Spider Pig, you stay for Spider Man 2099, you stay for Spider Man Noir. I can't talk about this now. No, I don't know what. I'm not supposed I'm, to talk about this now. I'm just afraid to tell you to stop. All right. So we'll be talking more about that. Harrison, thank you for dropping by. Anytime. It's a pleasure, as always. Uh, and Steve. Thanks, thanks for chatting with us. Baba Booey. And we'll be coming back next week. And until then, Marvel Animation. Marvel Animation, sing Marvel a song. Animation. Cartoon in animation. this Sunday to Disney XD. Animation. All right. Uh, so much Ooh. better with Steve. Yeah, I mean, he just he's really changed everything. He's like adding uh, chocolate to that peanut butter. Uh, yeah, but the peanut butter was expired, oh. which is hard because peanut butter doesn't expire for ages. Mm. Yeah. Uh, time for this week in Marvel questions and comments from you guys. Uh, reminder, if you're new to the show, use the hashtag ThisWeekInMarvel, tweet it out to the ether, and we will pull it in to, uh, to the show. I don't know if there are any hashtag twins. Uh, please don't use hashtag twins. Don't use it. We don't know if we're going to find it or see it. Yeah. Uh, young intern Alex, who is not here recording with us today, uh, is the one who finds all these. So uh, make his job easier, please. Yeah, it's hard enough as it is. Yes. All right, jumping right in. Agent Twim says, the guided view on Annihilation number one cut off part of the words on at least two panels. You don't have to send that to us. You can yep. send that to online support at marvel.com mm -hmm. or even tweet to Marvel support. Uh, or tweet Elliot Ronan. Yeah. I love bothering Elliot Ronan on Twitter, and he loves being bothered. That's <laughs> E-L-L-I-O-T-R-O-N-E-N. -E there you go. And sorry that you cannot read. Uh, those words in Annihilation. Yeah, I don't read with the guided view. I Nor do read I. Full page. I. The guided view freaks me out. Yeah. Too much. Too many clicks. I don't, I don't need someone to tell me how to read. I'm going to read it on my own. I know how panels go. Yeah. Although I was in a meeting with uh, Jordan White the other day, and he had just been introduced to the guided view by Mr. Ronan and thought it was the greatest thing ever. So right. Different strokes for different folks. Awesome. And I know they're, they're working on making the guided view. Uh, yes, there are very exciting things coming up for the guided view. Yes. Um, over uh, One more from Agent Twimmy says, what has geriatric hmm. fury been up to since Original Sin? We ain't seen him. Yeah. We don't Probably know what he's been up watching. to. Watching. That's his thing now. He watches, um, presumably. 
Alan Howells, do This Week in Marvel and Tomb URCs go to Marvel Twitter account and email address or what? They seem awfully long. Um, and the answer there is that you guys tweet us with the hashtag and then we will compile your tweets into, so sometimes people will do like, you know, five part tweets and then we'll put them together. That's yeah. why they seem so long. But no, there's no email account for it. Yeah. And then also letting us know that I guess last week's podcast wasn't up on iTunes when he sent this. I don't, I mean, I've, I've looked at it. I see it up yeah. on iTunes. Yeah, we were, funny. we had like a great placement on iTunes too. Yeah. I, um, Alan, I don't know. I, I'll tweet you a link to it yep. on iTunes. Yeah, uh, I'll try to remember when I go back to my desk. Yep. Ashley Day says, I love Spider-Verse, but where was the Age of Apocalypse Spider-Man from Cable Deadpool number 15? Um, in the background? Sure. You know? Yeah. Like somewhere? Way off in the back, probably in getting corner, killed. In a corner. Maybe he was already killed by the Inheritors. That's true. The Inheritors might have gotten him. They yeah. probably went to Age of Apocalypse first. They were kind of like, oh, man, this is already war-torn. We yeah. can slip in, slip yeah. out, get us a spider. And yeah. Nom, nom, get nom. home. Yum, yum, yum. Yeah. Cade Bengert says, trying to get my girlfriend into comics. Suggestions on good intros. We've answered this many a time. Never mind answering it again. Uh, my suggestion is always, there is no one foolproof comic to get your girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever into comics. What you want to do is say, what do they like from other stuff? What TV shows do they like? What movies do they like? What kind of thing are they into? And then find a comic that matches those sensibilities because that's the beauty of comics. We have all those things. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what We're what just reading Runaways. <laughs> what books my <laughs> wife really likes. Uh, she really likes Black Widow. She really, really, really likes Spider-Woman. Mm. Um, what else? Uh, Ms. Marvel, I think, is great. You know, like, if, if you're looking for uh, a book with a female lead, we have tons of them right now. So uh, that might be a great way to intro your girlfriend because um, there's, you know, there's a – she can relate to a lot of the things, I would assume. There you go. So, cool. Still oh, you. I'm still you going. More. Right. Uh, Cade says, Return of the Living De – of the Loving Deadpool. Ooh, I like that. That's a, that, that's, that's a different book. Colin Bunn on that one. Yeah. Return of the Living Deadpool gets my twim of the week. Deadpool comics are very hit or miss for me, and this one was great. Excellent. Cool. He says, I'm finishing my education degree soon and would love to analyze comics with students. Do I need permission from Marvel? Um, hmm. I don't know. I've never gotten that request before. I don't – I you know there's a lot of um, a lot of college courses where they teach yeah. comics and stuff. It's I feel like you don't. I feel like you can just do it. I mean, it's, it's up there. To there's probably it's some sort of law that says yeah. education. Yeah, you can do whatever you, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you're okay. Don't take our word for it. We're yeah. not yeah. the right people. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to get it. This, yeah. this seems like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yeah. But uh, I would I would ask you know your whatever school you're teaching at or whatever institution. To get in touch uh, with someone. Yeah, I'm sure they have some insight into it yeah. um, and have some background there. There you go. Uh, Kate says, I feel like we need a whole comic of Nightcrawler smitten mm. with people. Love it. Blue Elf has got some moves. That's like every Nightcrawler comic. He yeah. loves everybody. Yeah. He's a lover of the ladies. He does that love Night the ladies. Nightcrawler loves the ladies, and he... If he has an inner monologue, particularly if Chris Claremont is writing about it, he will go in length about how much he loves the ladies. <laughs> Does well for himself, too. Yeah. Does okay. Does okay. Uh, Cade tweeting to Dan Slott, I love you, man, but you killed Kane. Mm. God. Yeah, I don't think we really talked about that too much. No. Kane's been killed so many times yeah. that it kind of didn't resonate with me. I was like, eh. 
let me see if this sticks. Like, get back to me in a few months. Yeah. I'm still waiting on the epilogue issue of Amazing before I true. pass judgment. True, 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 true. Yeah, he could be, like, crawling out of the muck. Yeah, I, we'll see. We'll save, we'll save our outrage for after that. Uh, Kate says, I just want to know who Thor is. Damn hmm. you, Jason Aaron. Uh, I believe we just said in this list that you can find out in May. Mm. Right before time runs out. Oh. When time runs out. Whoa. Yeah, so stay tuned. Cool. Uh, he says, seriously, though, if mm. Kane doesn't come back, I'm flipping tables. Understandable. True. Kane's great. Yeah. He says, I would love an inverted Sabretooth title. Don't know why, but I'm finding him fascinating lately. You can get some of that in Wolverines. Uncanny Avengers. Uncanny Avengers. He is, uh, there's a lot of Sabretooth spotlight these days. Mm-hmm. He says, I need clarification. Are the lands in Battleworld physical locations, like can you vacation from 616 to Apocalypse? Uh, check out our interactive battle map on our Secret Wars page on Marvel.com, Marvel.com slash Secret Wars, mm-hmm. and that gives you kind of an idea of how these are laid out. Yeah, but and the, yes, it, they are places. Right, like but you'll, we're going to wait till Secret Wars to kind of reveal like how you can potentially get from one place to the next. Gotcha. Uh, and Cade says, like, mm. are Deadpool and Wolverine still from Canada? Am I still from Canada? Is Canada still a thing? Canada is always a thing. Yeah. No matter what happens in the multiverse, Canada is still a thing. Yeah. It and you're may, still from Canada. You, get, you also, this is parts of different places, so right. they're, like, there's, like, the Manhattan, right? you know. I get the, what he's saying. Yeah. He's saying, like, does, like, the Age of Apocalypse world have a Canada, or is it just the Manhattan from Age of Apocalypse? If those places yeah. had the Can- had a Canada... They would still have a Canada. Right. They would know that there was a Canada. But there might not. Their Canada might be destroyed. Yes. And they can only now go within New York. Most likely destroyed. Um, keep reading. There should be a Wendigo country. Maybe there is. <gasps> we don't know yet. You got more. I do. Kate's this not, Kate's Chris not Vaughn. Done. Wait, really? Yeah. I don't see at the bottom page. Oh, sorry. Chris Vaughn. Chris Vaughn, not sure how well they did financially, but one answer to the high demand of multiple spider books would be to bring back the larger quarterly unlimited title format. Then you could write stories of whatever spider character. Um, I loved unlimited. So I loved them too. I'm but down with that. But I know they're tough. Anthology titles are always tough. Yeah, and especially those which are bigger yep. and they. I don't think they sell as well no. as a lot of other. I books. think we'll continue to see a lot of what we'll be doing is you know little. Maybe it's a one-shot here. Maybe it's a short-run series. Maybe there's digital opportunities. Yeah. There's plenty of opportunities for all of these uh, for all these cool spider characters and other characters we've seen in yeah. different ways. After hearing you talk about Black Bolt's name, I had an image of Kevin Smith's clerk starring the Inhumans. That would be Black Agar Baltagon. That's the one. Yes. Uh, I don't know why that's... I don't... I haven't watched why. Clerks in a very long time, no. so I can't say. Um, Con Hippie. When are we going to get a Red Dawn C. Thomas Howell illusion <laughs> on the cover of Wolverines? I think I said something to Mike Marks, and he said, like, I can't believe he hasn't done it already. Yeah, seriously. So it, Marks has failed us. It's probably going to happen, Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I'll go so far as to guarantee it. Wow. I'm Bold. Horrible idea. Daniel Willis says, you mean the Guardians of the Galaxy cannot canon, canonically, canonic, canonically, canonically play tabletop role-playing games together? That's not just fan fiction. Yep, that's, Amazing. That's in the books. That happens. They have a game night. Yeah. They're awesome. A regular game night. Yeah. If James Gunn doesn't find a way to get that into oh, the next does, movie, yeah. oh, man. Yeah. Uh, he says, Black Vortex is gimmicky, but come on. Who doesn't want to see their favorite superheroes super upgraded? Yeah. I'm hooked, dang it. It works, man. Yeah. If it appeals to your 10-year-old self, it works. Yeah. And there's a lot of fun emotional stakes in it. Yeah. Uh, and he says, and I still can't get over the art in Bucky Barnes. Every issue absolutely floors me. Such 
a gorgeous book. Marco Rudy, incredibly talented. Yeah. Says, and Odin continues to be a terrible jerk. If which, he wasn't... I mean, he wouldn't no, be our Odin. He wouldn't be our Odin. I like that Jason Aaron's stepping his game up every issue, making him more of a jerk. Yeah, like, you want to poke that other eye out. Yeah. Uh, and Daniel finishes saying, so what exactly is an infinite comic? Hashtag, this is still new to me. Oh, that's not this last not one. Not the last one. Nope. It's the penultimate one. Um, an infinite comic is a format of comics we use as someone's getting arrested outside. Yep. Um... It's a format of comics figures where it's basically designed for a tablet, um, that sort of device. It's designed for the digital space, so you can move like panel to panel, and it simulates motion and things like that. There you go. Pretty good explanation. A very good explanation. Right, there you go. And he says, uh, has Stanley ever been on This Week in Marvel? If not, that should totally happen. Has he? He is not. We've had him in here. We've done some video stuff, mm-hmm. but his time is is usually pretty short right. when he's you know coming around and stuff. Well, if we get to episode like five hundred, maybe we'll look yeah. into that. Maybe two hundred. Wait, what are we? We're at one seventy three, yeah. so we're not that far from two hundred. No. I was trying to That'd buy, be... us, buy us some time. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 Uh, DJ Fanko, not a fan of Inferno. How dare you! But Dennis Hopeless's hook for Peter to redeem his fallen sister makes an interesting premise. That's the Secret Wars version of Inferno. It should be an interesting book. Yeah. Eric Jackson, love the JR interview. Uh, if you want to put him in the MCU, check out Moon Knight issue number two from 1985, Dr. Arthur Harrow. Maybe that's too dark, though. That is some. That's a deep that's cut. A deep cut. I don't. I got uh, nothing. Just but I don't respect. Know, yeah, I. I don't know if we'll ever see Moon Knight in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Can't say for sure. Uh, but we love Jr. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, Infinity Watch. Am I the only one not to see this week in Marvel episode one seventy two on iTunes? You're not. But hopefully that's been resolved. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, George Clinthouse. Agent Mark Smith should make an appearance in every Marvel comic. Who's Agent Mark Smith? Is he named after, uh, maybe ma- named after a fan or something? Maybe. Sounds cool. Please tell me more. Uh, Gunild Skold. Hey, hey, she's back. Hey. Just always like pops in. Yeah. You least expect it. Uh, Star Wars number two was another awesome issue. Especially enjoyed Luke and Vader's confrontation. Yeah, that was the bomb. Hell yeah. Hi, by the way. It's been a while. Really looking <laughs> forward to A-Force. Oh, <laughs> uh, we miss you, Gunhild. Yes. Um, and love Darth Vader number one. Wonderful job by Kieran Gillen and company. I'm so happy Star Wars is back at Marvel. Yeah, very good. Hayden Sane says, do you think there's any room for a team of Squirrel Girls in the new Marvel Universe? Hashtag embracing change. I don't. No. There's, that's just too much. I think the beauty of Squirrel Girl is that she is unique. I don't want a team of Squirrel Girls. Yeah. She's so Squirrel great. Squirrel Girl. Yeah. Herself. Uh, Handsome Mole Man says, when was it revealed that Kang becomes Immortus? During the Celestial Madonna saga by Steve Englehart and the Avengers back in the 70s. Um, Immortus had already been around for years at that point, so had Kang. Basically, Immortus showed up to interfere with Kang's plans, as he had in the past. And Kang was like, why are you always doing this to me? And he was like, because I am you. If there isn't a scene then where Kang then bites his his finger yeah. and like turns, then a mortis like starts very like dramatically. Bleeding. Yeah, <laughs> then I'm not reading that comic. You don't have to. I just told you what happened. Thanks. You're good. Havoc Rex says uh, to Jesse DeJong, uh, this week in Marvel, still waiting for the Chosen mentioned in mm. Civil War and Secret Invasion, Utah's Mormon super team. There were so many uh, great initiative teams that I feel like we never got to see. Oh, yeah. 
that there was a lot of like like we knew we had a full list somewhere of all the teams and it, that's one of the great tragedies of the initiative is that we never got to see every team true true yeah. uh he says in x factor number 82 uh jamie's running stimpy shirt merges i thought it was strange next page alex comments on it that's it's pretty great you know the two uh shirts he's wearing come together that's funny uh, I guess that was the same time we were publishing. I was going to say, good, good use of our Ren and Snippy license there. Yeah. HWView, on last week's, so this is directed at me, on last week's twin, you were too much like a heel, you should be a baby face. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm a better baby face than I am a heel. But it's, isn't it so much more fun to be a So a heel? much more fun to be a heel, but I feel like my, my dynamic on this show is that I'm, I'm the baby face. That's fair. I think we're both baby faces. I don't think there's heels on this show. Yeah. I'm I more think, like a stone cold. Oh, you yeah, know, you like, do whatever you want. Yeah. I feel like DTA. The, I feel like the West Coast guys are the heels. Yes. You know, I feel like yeah. we're the we're the baby faces. Yeah. Of course, what makes them such great heels is that they're the baby faces of their own program. Of course. Um, Patrick, next interview should be with Chloe Bennett before the next Agents of Shield episode. This spiraled off into a whole tangent thread with Strami where Patrick tried to explain why he should interview Chloe Bennett, and Strami <laughs> said why he shouldn't, and I never responded. Perfect. Uh, last week, Twim was Hulk 11. Best laid plans of mice and men turns very sour for Doc Green. Thank you, Jerry Duggan. Mr. Parker is now in the MCU. Can't wait to see how it plays out. Hashtag twip. The This Week in Marvel podcast isn't up on iTunes. Did Patrick mess it up? Probably. That so was, that I, was I, I, all right. So we've heard from a couple of you. I, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me let me put a little note ski. Yeah. We'll look into this. A little note ski here for uh, Blake. Hopefully, by the time uh, this podcast is up, we will have solved all iTunes issues. <laughs> Don't and, be so sure. And finally, last week, Tom of the week was Amazing Spider-Man 14. Dan Slott delivers an excellent conclusion to Spider Verse. Uh, I do want to say uh, props to Haywood for uh, getting the news to me about Samoa Joe because I was oh, yeah. oblivious to it. And our boy Samoa Joe. Uh, yeah. No longer with impact. I uh, yeah. I immediately when I saw it, signed a tweet saying, "Looking forward to what happens next." And he favored it within thirty seconds. So yeah, I, I tweeted about it because so I'm that must super be excited. Yeah. We've had dinner with him, mm-hmm. but the fool wasn't following me until I tweeted mm-hmm. yesterday, and now he's like, "Oh, oh that guy." Sorry, that was funny though. Uh, but I'm oh my god, the possibilities. The possibilities like I'm thinking about is like. Does he go to Japan? Does he become part of the Bullet Club? If he's part of the Bullet Club or against the Bullet Club, that's huge. Yep. If he goes to NXT as any sort of personality, I'm all over that. Yep. If he goes to uh, Lucha Underground, mm-hmm. that could be amazing. Yeah. If he goes back to Ring of Honor, there's so many great guys he could work with there. Ah. I, I feel like he'll probably go the AJ Styles route where he'll be like split Ring of Honor, New Japan, which I think would be great. Um, but we'll see. I, all I need now is to figure out how to get access the that the channel that New Japan is on. Oh, the one, yeah, you, I don't have you that. don't have it either. No, I don't have ah. that. I don't have that or El Rey. You don't have El Rey? No, not in my cable package. So oh, what a bummer! Because yeah. Lucha Underground, I know Lucha Underground is so be really good. great. But yeah, man, Samoa Joe, <clears throat> not only a super talented, super nice guy. Yeah. We had a great time. with really funny. Oh, he's great. Um, Sky's the limit. Loves man. fans. Loves, like loves like fans. actual oh, like, yeah. with the blades. That make you cold. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he's been an impact for years. Probably probably of all the things TNA has done wrong, and they've done many things right, uh, not capitalizing on how hot he was a couple of years ago may have been their biggest mistake. So 
you know, I mean, he had a good run with them, but I think he's going to be really, really cool stuff. The same way when, when AJ left, I was bummed out because I was like, oh, AJ, TNA, that's great. But look at what AJ's done for it, last it's year. It's amazing. Yeah. He's, it's like, it's like, like you know, the Star mm-hmm. Wars, when you say strike mm, me down yeah, and I become like more Wars, powerful like than, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Joe is going to do great stuff. And uh, good, I'm glad HW. Yeah, I, I had no idea. And you. like, he was tweeting you mm-hmm. and then tagged me into it, and I was like, what are you guys talking about? And then yeah. I researched, and I was like, what? Yeah, I had a bunch of people, after I threw that out, tweet me, be like, oh, I want him to do this, I want him to do that. And I saw, you know, he was favoring some of those. Kurt Angle favored a couple of those. So they're all like, interesting, intriguing ideas. Maybe, yeah. that, uh, maybe that gives a preview. Yeah. All right. Uh, Whose turn is it? back in. I'll do it. Henning Mertens can't praise enough these epic collections. There is no better way to dive into the ocean of Marvel histories. Keep them coming. Yeah, I love the random nature of the epic collections. Oh, yeah. And having no idea what's coming next. Uh, Imu Abdi. Thor number five was too preachy and sexist. Titania throwing a fight because of girl power was idiotic. Cull being back was what the hell? Is that what that is? <laughs> yeah, what did you, I didn't discuss that last week. What did you guys think of Titania throwing the fight? Uh, I thought it was fun. Yeah. It was interesting. It was, it was a, a different, it was a different twist. A, it's like her all her other rationale was like, well, Absorbing Man gets wandering eyes. Yeah, that's true. Out too long. There was more to it than just like, I'm throwing the fight. He was like, yeah, we got We're due to go back to jail, and that's kind of always how Titania and Absorbing Man are. They're kind of like, this isn't really like they're not world dominating criminals. They're like, we're having a good time. Yeah, they go, they have some fun, they go, mm, back, they to go jail, back to jail, they do, you know, they hang out, they relax, because they're never gonna be forever in jail so there's always some time that they're gonna get out well said yeah links how much swag does superman have i'm not familiar with who is this superman Superman. Superman. i'm not sure not sure is he hyperion is that hyperion hyperion knockoff yeah oh yeah 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. that guy Mm -hmm. uh probably very little swag very little swag lives very spartan lifestyle yeah and Patrick Jameson says, I'm a regular listener since episode 150. Nice. 23 yeah, yeah, yeah. strong. MPJ. He says, using back episodes at work to decide what to check out on Unlimited. Perfect. Oh, Thank you. That's, That's awesome. He says, the movie's got me interested in the comics. Oh, this made my day. It, yeah, mine yeah. as well. The movie's got me interested in the comics. This week in Marvel got me into the comics. Thanks, Ben and Ryan. Love the podcast. That's, That's stuff that we love here. Though. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's why we do. I appreciate it, too. No, you don't. Screw you. Such a heel. MPJ says, after hearing you guys rave about it so much, why isn't Executioner's song on Unlimited? Uh, is there a trade? Yeah, we've sort of 173 episodes of this. Uh, we still haven't gotten Executioner's song on Unlimited. What have we really accomplished? I think it's just because it's split into four different series. Who cares? <laughs> there's no excuse. <laughs> they did recollect it like last year, right? Yeah, there, I mean, there's a trade out. You should be able to find the trade. Yeah. But it sucks that it's not on Unlimited. I know. It's, I know. it's a it's a, it's a it's a burr in our bonnet. That, yeah. Sure. Sure. There you go. Matt Link says, on a recommendation from the two of you at This Week in Marvel, I bought the X-Club trade mm. and was very happy. X-Club was like one of our first twins. Yeah. That was like one of our first, that was the first book I remember us really pushing, being like, we can use the power of this podcast to make it huge. And we did. And three years later, people, people are, are like, hey, I'm going to check out this book, which is awesome. People are still buying it. Hell yeah. Metlink says, when will we see more Agents of Atlas? When will we find out what happened to Richard Rider, the original Nova? Well, original Nova, we found out what happened to him in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the yep. original Sin. Read that. Uh, really good story. Excellent story. Um, I noticed that, by the way, in Legendary Star-Lord again this week, they once again misspelled Rider with a Y. <laughs> so 
Sam Humphreys, uh, Mike Marks, and Zan Xander and Marks having a terrible week here on This Week in Marvel. Healing out like uh, crazy. Just screwing up. Agents of Atlas. Haven't heard about them in a while. That's a great question. It's been yeah. too long. Yeah. I think they're due. They're they due are for, due. They're due for something. It's a tough team, though. It's like, yeah. you know, like time-displaced characters, mm -hmm. uh, uh, a what is he, a Martian? No, he's it's a Uranian. Uranian? Yeah. Uh, a monkey, a gorilla man? Uh, all the things you're saying about why they're a tough seller, why they're great. No, I, look, no. I, yeah, we have to do Agents of Atlas as a, a sure, the season. original one, that's a good one. All right, so that's that's how we'll get them back in the mix. Yeah. We'll have Panici in here with us. Yeah, that's, good call. That's a good call. Good calls. Uh, I love me some Agents of Atlas, Herc, Nova, X-Men, and Guardians of the Galaxy, and I had this for new stuff. Wow, so lots of stuff. So, yeah, we talked about agents. Nothing right now, but we'll see. Hercules, uh, he just popped up really briefly in a book, but nothing major. No. I'm trying to think of, like, what appeals to, like, this kind of almost, like, more fun, cosmic-y stuff. Uh, mm. Definitely. Hmm. If you like. If Rocket. You like, yeah, Rocket's good. If you liked Herc, give Storm a try, because that's Greg Pak. Um, it's very different. Though. Very different, but you know, just in the interest of trying something new. Um, the Spider Books, Star Lord. Yeah, that might be something. Yeah, uh, try some of those we just mentioned and get back to us and let us know <laughs> if any of them works. Yeah, Spider Woman. Yeah, I feel like that's one of those. Yeah, uh, has a Spider tone. Woman, Silk. There's like a, a the real new fun. Tone. The new Shield book. Yeah, I think would be great if you like Agents of Atlas. Definitely. All right, so there's some stuff. Yeah. That's enough for you. Yeah. <laughs> Max Boverman says Ant Man Prelude was fantastic. I can't wait for the next book and the film. Thank you for making him a likable guy again. Well, mm. I, I think one. He's uh, not that likable. Well, Scott mm. is definitely more likable than Hank. Right. Well, low bar. Yeah. True, <laughs> but you know he's it's it's good and uh, yeah. So the prelude is cool. I don't want to give anything away because how it relates to the film and all yeah. that stuff. So super cool. Michael Tempe say so. That's only for Spider-Man or anything Spider-related. Let's say Flash Thompson. I don't know what he's. he's replying this has got to be a second part of like a two-parter or something. We missed it. Sorry, Michael. Whoops. Uh, tweet us and and in two weeks we'll try to answer what exactly you're talking about. Maybe apologies. Yeah. Uh, where are we? Mr. Marvel says, so we got a splendid Daredevil trailer, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast news, and Jessica Jones stuff. Uh, very yeah, solid. Yeah, because those weren't what he refers to, and Jessica Jones was not. No, those us. were leaked yeah, paparazzi. So, so screw annoyances. that. Screw that. Uh, and here we go. The answer to the question we were asking earlier. No. Yes. As Agent Mark Smith, I am now part of Marvel continuity. So that is Dirty Lash. Oh. Dirty Lash is Mark Smith, and he is now in, um, what book was that? Isn't that, uh, I don't know. Is that a cinematic? That might be the Avengers prelude um, I don't know, Infinite man. Comic. Regardless, it's super cool. Or, yeah, I think that's the Avengers Infinite Comic. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Congratulations, Mark. Yeah. Uh, loyal listener, one of our best, so very cool to see him <laughs> making the comics. Uh, and he said, Deadly Amazonian high school karate chicks is not something I would say to the face of Black Panther's bodyguard. I agree. That's a terrible idea. Yep. Very well said. Penelope Cat, my This Week in Marvel of the Week, Ant-Man, Squirrel Girl, Angela, and Miss Marvel can't choose. Four-way tie. Unprecedented. Settle it in a steel cage. <laughs> uh, oh My Gill says congrats on the iTunes ranking. Well-deserved. Hashtag Lucky13. Thank you, sir. Thank you, get, thank you. Get us back there, yeah. please. Or wait, you know what? Was it Haywood or Oh My Gill who introduced me to the Samoa Jones? Uh, it was Oh My Gill. 
I remember now. You totally. I totally yeah, healed you, off on. You, uh, you healed off on Haywood, or no? You gave Haywood the rub that he didn't deserve. Yeah. And now so you're, sorry, Gil. Yeah. You're the one who did it. It was definitely on my Gil. Yeah. Uh, Ronaldo, has there ever been a Daredevil video game? You'd be able to wreak havoc with his heightened sense and radar. Has there been like a dedicated Daredevil video game? No. Not even when the Epic movie came out. I'm not. Familiar. Was there not a Daredevil movie video game? <laughs> I think there was. No. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Well, you could play as Daredevil in other Marvel Yeah, games. but I mean, I don't know that you want to tell people to, to go check out something that's related to that. I, of course I would check out everything that's related to that. It was actually, uh, it was the 12th anniversary of it coming out this past week. <laughs> Tim Stevens, my good friend, uh, texted me to remind me that he and I saw it on Valentine's Day 12 years ago. One of the greatest Valentine's Days ever. Well, going to see Daredevil. Apparently, uh -oh. Oh, there was a canceled game. Oh, all right. Back, uh, back in. Well, I guess they just figured they couldn't top the, the movie. Yeah, well before either of us was at Marvel. Yeah. Uh, huh. I just think. I mean, you can play as Daredevil in like Ultimate Alliance and stuff like that. Sure. And he's pretty cool, but hopefully we'll have more Daredevil, in the future. Yep. Gaming news specifically. Indeed. Uh, let's see. Next page. Reading Brubaker's run on Daredevil after Bendis. This era of Daredevil is awesome. Any chance to do a twin URC on one of these arcs? You know. Oh, yeah. I was thinking we should do Bendis' first arc at some point, but there's a lot of Daredevil There's stuff. so many arcs in there that I would, yeah. the scary one, uh -huh. that, one of the last ones. Uh -huh. uh, and then the one where he gets Decalogue, outed. Decalogue, is that the one you're thinking Decalogue, yeah. Yeah, the one he gets outed. There's a lot of. There's so, I, there's a lot of good Daredevil we need yeah. to get to because there's a TV We should show start on. on that. Yeah, maybe after our next week's one. Yeah. Uh, Twin of the Week is Ant-Man number two. So well written and Lang is impossible not to like. Well, there's the flip side of that. So failable yet noble at the same time. Spider, back amongst it. MCU just keeps getting better. Kingpin can mess with Spidey and Daredevil now. That's a great point. Uh, sure, they're great all point. in the MCU. To what extent we'll see any of this yes. is, remains to be seen. But it's a possibility, is what he's saying. I guess. Well, all the characters are there. We, I mean, sure. Let's go to the oh next question. God. Go ahead. Rick Jones says, will all the Star Wars comics that have been digitized make an appearance in Marvel Unlimited? Mm, we'll see. Seems like maybe. Who knows? It would be a cool thing, sure but would. no information at this time, Rick. And uh, with the acquisition hmm. uh, of Lucasfilm from by Disney, yes. will we be seeing those classic Indiana Jones comics coming back anytime that soon? That is a question. I don't know anything yeah, about those. That's a question way above our yeah. pay grade. Uh, but that seems like something cool. I want to read because I love cool. Indiana Jones. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Go. What? Ricky Williams yeah, you says... You read two tweets. Keep going. Fine. Ricky Williams says, Gotta love the new Thor. It's not Freya, that's for sure. She proves it without a shadow of a doubt. Or does she? <gasps> I mean, yeah, yeah she, it'd be freaky. It'd be freaky if she yeah, uh, just wanted to say thanks as a fan. Listen to both podcasts and loving it. Getting my Marvel on this week of Marvel and Women of Marvel. Yeah, if you awesome. guys don't listen to Women of Marvel, please listen to Women of Marvel. If for no other reason than that, Adri yells at me every week. Are you guys promoting Women of Marvel on this week in Marvel? To which I say, do you promote our show? And she goes, no. <laughs> Real nice. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think they've they're interviewing themselves lately. Yep. <laughs> so that's happening. Thirty episodes in, that's thirty episodes. The fact that yeah, there are thirty episodes is crazy. But yes, now they're interviewing themselves. Sure, we should do that. Yeah, that'd be a good <laughs> point five. Uh, let's let's learn about Marvel.com editorial with Ben and Ryan. <laughs> uh, Ricky Williams says, "Reading Thor five right now. Love all the nods to fans and internet thoughts of new Thor and who she is. Yeah, great, right? Very Super cool. great. Super great." 
Ref Gemlin, very happy that Ben Moore sung abstract Sprocket's praises in a recent episode of This Week in Marvel, whilst discussing his time in Norwich, and though he didn't name it directly, that is the one and only comic store in town and good reason. Thank you, Rob, for reminding me <laughs> that Abstract Sprocket, which is a great name for yeah. anything. That's probably some 2000 AD reference. Absolutely. And they, and they had a cool logo, too. It was this weird, like, gear thing. It was awesome. I hope uh, it's, it's, it's a great store, and anyone who finds themselves in the greater Norwich area should definitely check it out. Uh, impromptu trivia question for moi. Any idea why U.S. Agent went by Jack Daniels rather than John Walker for a time? He was hitting the bottom pretty hard. Uh, after he stopped being Captain America, um, they had to fake his death in order to set up his identity as U.S. Agent. So John Walker had to be dead, and they gave him a new identity. I think they let him choose his name. That's why he chose the name Jack Daniels, which is pretty funny. Bam. There you go. Ross Meyer says, whenever Marvel Facebook page says there's a new episode up, it takes a few days after for it to be on uh, iTunes. Mm. That's good to know. I, good to know. I mean, we, we post these every Thursday on the site. It's an RSS feed that iTunes pulls in. Why it takes so long? I don't no know. No idea. We don't know how iTunes works. Super weird. But um, we can, advanced. you know. I'm a, I'm a lot of another, notes. A lot of notes being written today. Another note ski. Mm-hmm. Uh, delay. For iTunes. There we go. Uh, he says, why isn't Alias on Marvel Unlimited? I want to mm. read it before Jessica Jones. And the reason for that is that it is a Max title. Mm-hmm. It is very mature readers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel Unlimited has to be a certain realm of appropriateness, you know, just in case the kitties get their hands on the account or whatever. So you're going to have to track Alias down in other ways. We've definitely re-released it recently. Yeah. It's collections prints. of it. But, uh, yeah, no alias on Marvel Unlimited ever for, oh. the, for the near future. For the foreseeable <laughs> For the future. foreseeable future. Yeah. Raph A.B., Avengers 41 was great. Can't wait to see what's happening in the two universes. Oh, so good. Black Vortex Alpha was really good. Love the interactions between the X-Men and the Guardians of the Galaxy. Woke up and saw the Spidey news. I'm so excited. That's how I found out. That's who I woke up and saw. <laughs> I was there for it. Yeah, it was. I woke up and I was like, oh, what was Ryan doing last night? Oh, there he was. And then I, <laughs> and then I went back to sleep and dreamt of everything. There. Uh, after all those casting suggestions for Captain Marvel, get ready for a lot of suggestions for Spider-Man. Oh, believe me. That's already happening. I get them a lot, and I watch the feed of people tweeting at Marvel every day. So many. At this point, everyone is rumored. Yeah, Everybody. I'm rumored. Yeah. I could be Spidey. Could be. Yeah. You have to shave the mustache. Not going to so happen. Maybe not going to happen. How, how about that? Yeah, there you go. Uh, in which alternate Marvel reality are all heroes, even accidental mutants? Um, I don't know of an alternate reality where all heroes are mutants. I don't know if you're referring to something specifically or if you're asking if one exists. Yeah. But I'm, I've never. I'm not sure. I don't know. Last panel of Amazing Spider-Man 14 was cute. Silk is becoming one of my favorite Spidey love interests. Yeah, and the interesting thing is she kind of like backed into being a love interest, and she's not really totally. Yeah. Because I mean, they're not compatible necessarily, other than the sense that they, you know, really. I, I think it's like, the cool thing is it started out as this pure physical thing. Now I feel like they're becoming friends, and yeah. now that they're friends, kind of like, oh, it might be nice to see them together. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's, it's the weirdest organic build to a potential relationship ever. Yeah. So we'll Bone zone first, friendship oh second. Boy. There you go. This podcast is definitely not all ages, obviously. <laughs> so Ant-Man Prelude comic is Agent Carter season 20-something. Kind of like that. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So I see what you're saying. Yeah, that takes place. Sure. Yeah, takes I place like uh, a hefty bit afterwards. Yeah, totally. Like uh, survival of Namor's Cabal, question mark. Hashtag blame it on Chawa. Uh, if you've read 
at this point, you know that they're they're around. They're in the ultimate universe. Mm -hmm. The day's up to no good. Uh, Panini, Panini is going to release all Secret Avengers Volume Four in one book. Here's the cover. That's pretty rad. That's very, cool. very cool. Yeah. Thank you, Panini. Yeah. Sam Imbriale says, I've said it before and I'll say it again. You are one of the best podcasts ever. Yeah, Congrats on the it. top 15. Well deserved. Thank you. I can't, we can't buy that kind of praise. Probably Thank could. you. Yeah, we could. Probably could. My mom would say that, to. but, you know, she won't listen to this show. So thank you, Sam. Yes. Uh, Sam also says, Amazing X-Men was awesome yet again this week. That book has just been consistently solid throughout each story arc. Yeah. Amazing X-Men is a neat little book. Yeah. Star Wars number two did not disappoint. It was awesomeness. Really excited for this book to go on for a while. I think it will. I, I th it seems to be off to a strong start. This Star Wars thing seems, seems like it's got uh, legs. Yeah, it's got, it's got, it's got legs. It's got legs. Uh, Sam says, Spider-Woman has been killing it. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Awesome, amazing, fantastic. So excited to see what direction it takes post-Spider-Verse. Yeah, it was such a good... This is one of my favorite new books in a while, and the fact that it launched during Spider-Verse means it had to go straight into the middle of the crossover, which is always challenging. Getting to see what... But it uh, gets shot out of a cannon. Amazing, amazing. But getting to see what Dennis Hopeless and now Javier Rodriguez is coming on as the new artist. Oh, my God. With the new direction and the new costume. I think this is going to be a tremendous book. Yeah. And Sam finishes up, says, didn't think possible, but Darth Vader was just as awesome as Star Wars number one. Why didn't you think it was possible? <laughs> Love what Marvel is doing with the franchise. Mm. Agreed. And I'm super psyched on Sam's positivity throughout. Yeah. Really, really great. 25 twin points for you, Sam. Scott McElroy, great shout out to one of my favorite novels, Ready Player One, on This Week in Marvel. I assume that was you because I've never read it. Although I want to. I, want to I have a copy of it. Yeah, I'd like to borrow I, I would borrow that. I will look for it. Unless I've lent it to someone else. I, I would love which that. Which I might have. Uh, my 14-year-old daughter got me the book for me last Christmas. That book was so cool that besides the Spider-Man mention, it had two more references to Spider-Man within. Yeah. Ernie is amazing. We did a podcast with I did a podcast with him. Did it ever go up? Ages ago. I think Blake lost the file. Uh -oh. And it was great because mm. I was pretty much geeking out the whole time because yeah. I had just read the book and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So there's that. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Sean McKenzie, uh, I appeal to your preeminence and uncanny hashtag see what I did there. Powers of the mind. What is the genesis of Thanos' quest for the Infinity Gems and Gauntlet? Where did it all begin? Well, you should read Thanos, Thanos Quest. Quest. It's all right there. Yeah. It, so the Thanos Quest really is, I believe that's where we established that there are other gems. Mm -hmm. Previous to that, it you was the soul gem. gem. And that yeah. was like the thing. Yeah. Uh, Adam Warlock had it, and there was like a whole part of the cosmic craziness. Uh, but, you know, what was it, like almost 15 years later, 10 years later, yeah, you know, until um, Infinity Gauntlet. And mm -hmm. even before the Thanos Quest, Thanos had been dead for a long time. Come, he comes back to life in the pages of Silver Surfer in the 90s. So he comes back, boom, it's like this whole big series of events. Terrific stuff. Yep, absolutely. Thanos Quest is great. I think that's also some of that is covered in Silver Surfer. Return of Thanos is another trade paperback that yeah. has a lot of that stuff. But yeah, yep. like Ryan says, it was uh, basically Starlin building on his own mythology from like two decades earlier, which was really, really cool. That was so good. All right, more from Sean. Uh, in my conquest of This Week in Marvel, I am now on episode 76. I am humored when you guys laugh at how long it will take for me to hear your answers to my tweets. I should mention that in addition to listening to the back episodes, I also listen to every new episode. Oh, yeah, like it always says episode yeah. two, uh, which is kind of... That's old school. That's old I like school. It. No, but I, li I like that um, I like that he's listening to the current episodes, but it, I, I 
does kind of shatter my my joy in thinking that he would hear these in like five years. So <laughs> I'm split on it. it. Says his two year old daughter pronounces Spidey's name exactly exactly like Stromy Spireman. Uh, Spireman. Oh. oh man, I love hearing Stromy say words. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Simon Williams says, "Congrats, Marvel! You broke the internet, and no one had to pose new to do it." Hashtag uh, Spidey is home. There you go. Star Pride Kitty Lord. Oh, nice. There it is. <laughs> oh, the best. Star Pride <laughs> Kitty Lord says, can I just say thank you, Gamora, for that final spread in Guardians of the Galaxy 24? The ramifications will be exciting. Black Vortex. Tech Lord says, I think this was answered, but I was wondering if the Netflix shows are going to be in the MCU. Uh, the answer is, yep. It's not like we're hammering at home. You won't see, like, Iron Man float by and go, hello, we're in the same universe. Yeah. Uh, but there's sure a lot is of crazy how we live on the same planet. Yeah. They're Daredevil. <laughs> um, I think you think about it like they're less connected to those things, those people, those characters, you'd imagine, because Daredevil is – he's uh, – He's a lawyer. Well, in let's put Hell's it this Kitchen. way: in the very first episode of Daredevil, you'll understand that they're in the same universe. Right. It's it, made clear. It's made clear, but it's not something that is, you know, yeah. to be sure. Don't expect to see like cameos of all the superheroes because right. that just it's it may not make sense that way. More could happen, I more guess. More importantly, they have gone through the same things that other people who live in that universe have gone through. Yeah, yeah, it'll all be made clear in time. Exactly. Tim Keese. Fixing to read. Number one was amazing. Loved the art and the care to detail was perfect. And then shows this picture of Star Wars number two. And then says, Star Wars 2 is only missing a short of Chewie to know he is okay. The detail and focus points are perfect. Can't wait for number three. A lot of Star Wars love this week. Hell yeah. Finally, closing us out, Ty Wilkins. Hey! It's the Age of Ultron suggested reading order on Marvel Unlimited. The best bet to be prepared for the movie. Thanks. No. Uh, that's for the comic. Yeah. Uh, just to clarify, guys, Age of Ultron was a comic book event, uh, and the movie has nothing to do with that comic book event. It's just a cool name that we use twice. Yeah. So do not necessarily – I mean, the comic event's great. Go ahead and read it, but that will not prep you for the movie. Yeah, I mean, I would just read some classic Ultron stuff. Exactly. We should put together a, just like a, hey, here's some Ultron. I, there, I definitely did you that. You did that, for yeah, Unlimited. For So if you things. go and discover, the Discover section of Unlimited, which I, again, they do a great job updating that stuff. There's some good Ultron stuff to read, but Age of Ultron, not necessarily the best primer for the movie. Yeah, we should see if we can get that, the Ultron thing that you wrote up to the top, though. Yeah, do it. Cool. Um, I agree, it was great. I wrote it. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, guys. Thanks. Next week, read Black Panther. We're going to talk about oh, it. I'm so yeah. excited. Yeah. Uh, and until then, this is Marvel, your universe.